0: Hello, welcome to the Boone and Juice podcast. I appreciate this is a rare intro that we probably should do more of, but we just kind of don't. The main reason I'm doing this is just to give a shout out to for uh, doing the interview with us with Brian from Currents, and basically, just to say sorry that I kind of fucked up on the audio with uh, typing away about me on my microphone. So, I'm sorry, it happens about four times where you'll hear the joys of my keyboard. Um, it's not too bad, it's just a bit annoying to listen to. But bar that everything's fine, it's a really good chat. So I hope you enjoy. Um and remember to do all the usual stuff like subscribe and that and join our Discord and read our stuff and share it. Thank you. Enjoy enjoy the episode.
1: Very busy week for you guys. And you know, just a just a few days out from the album release now. How are you how are you feeling?
2: Feeling pretty good. Feeling excited. Um Looking forward to getting this out to everybody and just seeing what everyone thinks about it. I know like half the record's out already, but like, um, you know, there's still so much more that isn't out yet that people need to hear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, for me, even just like as a fan of your music, I'm excited to see what everyone else thinks and uh, see what the reception is like. So I'm, I can't imagine how you guys are feeling.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, you've heard it, right?
1: Yes, yeah. I have. Um, I, <laughs> I really enjoy the record personally. Nice. I, I really yeah. love it.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we get to talk about it. That's great. That, that's, like, the best part, is, like, I haven't talked about it with anybody yet, you know? Right. So, like, we're doing gotta, it.
1: Gotta be exciting. Um, and I know you guys are embarking on your headlighting tour next week as well. I'm gonna be catching you guys at the Palladium. Super stoked on that.
2: Awesome. Um, awesome.
1: Are there any stops on this tour you're particularly excited for? Any songs you're excited to debut live from the new record?
2: Yeah. Um, so the first string of shows should all be like crazy. We're looking to hopefully have like all like the first week sold out. I'm not entirely sure that it will be but that's what we're hoping for. It's what we're aiming for. Um, yeah, Palladium already. That's going to be awesome. Um, Gramercy Theater. That's going to be crazy because I never would have thought that we would be like headlining Gramercy and that it'd be sold out. Like that's insane. Right. And then um, we also have yeah, Detroit's gonna be great. I'm excited for um, Tampa. That's gonna be awesome. Canada is always great. Toronto sold out like really fast, so um, and it's always crazy. So that'll be great. I'm really there's just like a lot of places that like I miss that like we haven't seen in a while or like we just haven't seen like that we've done well in but haven't been able to like headline and do our own show there. Like Denver is another example at like the Marquee Theater um which is like one of my favorite venues and one that we haven't been in a while just because we've been doing other stuff in like some of the larger cap rooms in that area just like supporting other bands yeah so to go back there and like have like a our own like sold out show is like kind of a dream come true personally even though we've done it like before but it's never been like our thing you know what i mean
0: Nice. Yeah, I think, I think I think Rachel will like that Denver answer. So oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah, you like Denver? You like live there? Or, like go there or anything? Oh no, uh, so no, I'm I'm something from the UK. We have you know right, Rachel.
0: Yeah. Rachel reacts a YouTuber. She's
2: from Denver, so oh Rachel reacts. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. she's yeah, she'll I'm sure she'll be there. That'll be good. Um, oh, absolutely, she's awesome. I've met her a couple of times. She's awesome. She's really sweet.
0: Yeah, she's that's how that's why I know Cath basically. <laughs> Rachel. So
1: yeah, we met through her. And uh, her Discord server. Oh, awesome.
0: Yeah. No, she's super cool. Yeah. I, I cut in then, so I'll let you go. Oh, let go. <laughs> shout, out, <laughs> shout out, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, shout out, Rachel.
1: Hell yeah. Going into the new album, I really loved the singles that you guys rolled out. I have to say, seeing like The Death We Seek and Vengeance both live last December was absolutely incredible. And in particular, like Vengeance, um, you know, it's probably the heaviest song in you guys' discography to date. So just like, being able to see that one live totally totally like pummeling seeing the crowd like go crazy for that one was insane you know i'm just curious like what intent was in writing that song and putting out like such a heavy track um in comparison to like a lot of the more melodic moments on the album
2: so vengeance was um that was one of the only songs that we wrote fully in the studio one of the only times we've ever done that for the most part we have our songs kind of like me and chris will put things together for like uh a year two years whatever um and then we go to the studio and we have it all pretty much done and then we have like a few ideas that like you know we want to change this or like we're kind of lost with this and or we need to kind of like put it together but like vengeance was like this demo that was we tried to put vocals on it and it just didn't work out like nothing was like really landing the right way and then we kind of took the overall mood and tone of that demo and i think one or two of like the parts in it and um like we just kind of tried to make a song out of that or at least like tried to keep the same vibe of like the intro but like changed it a lot and then ryan was very helpful in that aspect where like him and chris really sat down and you know kind of like Ryan kind of like teased some, you know, like ideas out of Chris. And then Chris had some of his own ideas and input and stuff, obviously, because he's the guy. And, um, you know, like when they went and wrote the instrumental, I went and was like writing lyrics for other songs that we, we had to finish up. And then I came back and heard it and I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then I think I left again to go write the lyrics for that song. I just went to a coffee shop and just like hung out there. And uh, you know, got it done. Came back, recorded, you know what I uh, what I had put together, and that was that. And I guess as far as intent goes, what I wrote the song about was like, I feel like there was a lot of this like negativity at the time in my own brain, and I'm, obviously it's kind of like a recurring theme of current, so You can tell that like usually, usually it's like you know we're, we're we're focusing on like the negative. It's like, but um, this was kind of like. I wanted to like expel negativity in a sense like there was like habits that I was starting to get into that I really didn't like and I felt like I was kind of becoming like a victim of that I had never really thought that I would um end up having to deal with essentially and so I was I was kind of going through that and that's where that line comes from um like right in the beginning of the song and then it was kind of just a thing of like you know trying to navigate realize that there's an issue and then trying to move forward past it but before doing that just really just dwelling in that like deep dark like lost kind of place to be and vengeance was like a perfect canvas for that instrumentally because it was just like meant to be we we hadn't had that box checked yet necessarily and it, it sounds funny like checking boxes when you're like writing a record but like that is kind of a thing that like ryan latrue kind of instilled in us as like um you know does it check this box or like that box as far as like the things that people like about your band and like what people are kind of hoping to hear are things that you guys like to do in general like things that you set out to accomplish in these records does it check those boxes and um we were missing the box of heavy banger you know like we were missing that like because all the songs were heavy all the way throughout like you've heard the record obviously and there's like there's not a song in it that doesn't have a breakdown or like a heavy part, which we're really proud of and we're happy that that ended up being the thing. but there was nothing that that was just like straightforward, aggressive, angry the whole way through. and that was uh, that was kind of what brought vengeance out. and that's kind of how it manifested, I guess
1: it's, it sounds like it was a uh, quite the cathartic track to work on in that sense then. and yeah. uh, not only not only was it you know emotionally cathartic, I'm sure, but you know, to be able to push the bounds of what you guys have already released and worked on. Sounds pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I, it's still, yeah. Still cathartic in a sense. We're like, yeah, I, we get to that part. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the part like right in the beginning that like, I never yeah. wanted to be a victim like that whole, like that, that vocal line and that part, the breakdown, that like, whole delivery, like, I still get hype right when it's about to happen, you know, just because it's like one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite parts of the set just because it goes so hard. I wish it happened twice. Honestly, I wish, (laughs) I wish that after the breakdown at uh, the end where everything slows down, I wish it just went back into that. But, uh, you know, (laughs) you live and you learn. But I just want to do that part over and over again.
1: Well, that part certainly gets me hyped. Like that song, totally a hype song. Uh, it went off live i will say that
2: oh yeah i was still feeling it that was a yeah Hartford. that was the first time we ever played it
1: yeah that's right it was the live debut
2: yeah honored so, to have been there yeah we get to that part of my voice is cracking and stuff I'm just, like, <laughs> 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 just hype <laughs> so funny
1: well that kind of uh, ties in to a question um from one of the writers of our team joe not joe edwards but another joe on our team who did the review for you guys's record um he wanted to inquire about you know you guys it's creative process and how you guys go about building a song do you does it usually happen like in bits and pieces like as you previously said or i don't know do you ever just like sit down with the full intent of like cranking out a song
2: so chris will so chris wiseman is our essentially like our composer right like he is the guy that goes in and writes the the instrumental songs and there'll be some input is like oh what kind of like no we should do a song like this maybe we should do a song like this but for the most part it's like whatever chris puts together is uh what chris puts together and then i will Go in and the things that inspire me and the things that i really like i will go in and i will write lyrics to them uh to the best of my ability and there'll be certain things where it's like you know a song is like going to be um special or you know it's like worthy of being like you know like a single and it has that like single energy to it and uh i mean you want to treat every song like that obviously but um there are some times where i'll kind of hold off until i know that the song is like going to be like um kind of like comb through and and things aren't going to change or anything like that. But um if I feel confident that like the song is where it needs to be and we don't really need to change anything and it's not going to get like torn apart in the studio, then I'll go in and I'll write all the lyrics to it and uh just commit and then I'll go and like go to Chris's house and we'll record like a final sort of demo and then if we have to take things apart from there it's easy. We can just kind of like move things around and uh, get rid of parts or move them or like just a lot of legwork is already done by the time we get to the studio and that process kind of goes on for like a year and a half to like two years um at times where yeah we're just kind of like tinkering back and forth with demos he's writing stuff i'm writing lyrics to his stuff and then um you know whatever the best is well we go in with everything but like whatever the best is that's what we kind of focus on when we get to the studio like the final touches so to speak like getting it ready to be like released and like makes the mastered and recorded and like all that final kind of stuff um but yeah like goes on for about like a year and a half two years and then we you know just take the best of the best make it better and go from there
1: awesome are there any tracks on this upcoming record that you are particularly proud of or feel best represent uh, you guys' growth as a band? Uh,
2: will the record be out when this comes out?
1: Uh, it should be, right?
0: So it's, 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 it should go up on Thursday. So
1: okay.
2: a, I mean, if, that's fine. If you're in New honestly, Zealand, it will,
0: be, it will be out, is the answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would rather just talk about it anyway. And even if it's like out before the record comes out, like, yeah, let's just get into it. So like, um, yeah, I would say songs I'm proud of. I will say the last track got Us home. That is one of my favorite songs ever. It's probably one of the most personal songs that I've written. I feel like there's like, it it sounds kind of weird to say, or like cliche maybe, but it feels like there's like a piece of me in it. Like more so than like other ones would be obviously like my voice is on it and all that stuff, but like something like, intangible feels like it's in that song and whether or not it goes anywhere or it gets like that same last song buff so to speak as like shattered or like better days got uh, where it ended up being like a popular song even though it was the last song um whether or not that happens with this one i'm really proud of it and i really think it came out in a cool way and it's an interesting kind of not so much diversion but it goes places that you wouldn't really expect and um I'm, i'm proud of that and happy with it there's um Living in Tragedy, it's the second track. Um, I personally didn't know how I felt about it for a little while, but I know that it is a good song and it's cool and it's just crazy. And there's so many different things happening that, like, you can't not be like, wow, we really did something with this track. And it's it's really interesting. And, like, um, it's another kind of not a diversion, but, like, again, a, a thing where it goes somewhere that you wouldn't really expect it to go necessarily, as far as like, our band and all that stuff. So anything that's kind of like necessarily like a diversion from our sound is interesting to think about. And like, uh, I'm like kind of proud of, but then there's also tracks like over and over, um, or like gone astray where, or like beyond this road that are kind of more like, I feel like they feel a little bit more like current tracks and they feel like a nice progression of the sound naturally, um, in comparison to everything else. So all in all, I just think the whole thing, uh, came out came out pretty tight and i'm excited for people to hear it
1: oh yeah man um you know i'm glad you mentioned living in tragedy in particular that has to be one of my personal favorite uh tracks off of the record and i know like vengeance is the one like real heavy hitting banger on there but honestly i think like your ending vocal run like on living in tragedy where you just get so like gnarly that's that's some of the grittiest vocals oh, I've ever heard yeah. from you. so like totally <laughs> loved it man
2: yeah thank you it, that i Yeah, with that song, I'm not saying, like, for people that haven't heard it yet, like, I'm not saying that, like, I don't think it's a good song. I think it's a really good song, but it's, like, so different from, like, anything that we've done in the sense that it goes harder than you would think that it would, and, um, in more ways than one. And I just thought, like, what are people going to think about this? But, like, um... It is it is ridiculous in a good way and I think it it shines just for that reason so it it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of like goes off for people.
1: Well, I'm sure like, you know, as a, you know, musician and artist, you're always trying to push the bounds of your creativity and push the bounds of like what you guys have, you know, done in the past. So like what are other ways you think this album differs from your previous releases for you guys? Like thematically, stylistically, you know,
2: i think that this process was really smooth uh to like a strange degree like we we have had the same kind of team necessarily like me and chris are you know like kind of the the main people as far as writing songs go just in the sense that he is the one that um puts the instrumental tracks together and brings them forward and then i write the lyrics to them and then from there it's a collaborative process of like ideas matt will like matt recorded drums on this record is the first time that matt has recorded uh like you know d- been able to do like live drums and really put his spin on the songs like in previous releases like he's there and like kind of like you know plays like consultant in a sense where like he'll sit play the drums out on his hands and and, and all that stuff and like think about it and be like hey that's impossible or like hey it would be way cool if we did that But this time he got to really take it in his own hands and um like go in and record the songs and then put his own flair and spin on it and you you hear that on the record where you know things diverge from how it was originally written but in a good way because it's his personality and it's like him playing the drums which is like really exciting for me because he's such a good drummer but um i kind of got lost in my tangent about matt because i love him so uh where were we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah! Just, just refresh me a little bit. Sorry.
1: Uh, no, it's cool. I was basically just asking, like, how this album differs from your previous releases, like, if, if it differs at all in terms of, like, you know, style. Like, you guys mentioned, like, experimenting with some heavier moments, or like, thematically in terms of things you talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that is one thing where this is like, yeah, Matt's kind of debut of like live tracking drums for a record of ours. So that's exciting. That's a different thing. As far as like themes and and stuff like that, uh, I feel like we kind of just we're, we're continuing the story, so to speak. And and I didn't really intentionally try to do much different there in in the sense is that I just wanted to keep growing as like a, a lyricist and, and just try to do my best to do every song justice and and tie up all the loose ends, have everything be cohesive and consistent as the songs go, and then orienting the songs in a way that makes sense and has like some sort of like progression and you feel like you're kind of on a journey. The big differentiator between this and the other stuff is you're always just trying to grow and, and be better, and that's just what we tried to do here. And so I think it shows that like in the songwriting and um, how everything turned out that I feel like we did accomplish that, which is nice. And then, yeah. And it, we just felt comfortable with the team too. Like everything was really consistent. Like we've been working with Ryan LaTrue for years since like I let the devil in, and we, we really kind of had that like synergy on this process where like, he knows where we're willing to go. Uh, we know what he wants to bring to the table. We know things that he likes, he knows the things that we like, and uh, we just had that like really good creative process where we don't really need to learn much about each other and like we are, we already come in, like we're family and we're ready to get it done and like we're excited to see each other and uh, I, I just think it lent to like, like a really cohesive project all the way through.
1: Nice. I think it shows, like it must be nice to have that synergy and solid like professional relationship with somebody. Um, oh yeah i thought it was interesting you used the phrase continue the story because i think that ties into a question i had uh regarding your music videos actually um the music video for title track uh the death we seek seems to tie into the cover for the place i feel safest you know with the visual depiction of the scene of like literal backstabbing um i would assume that the storm you guys are in like in the various music videos has to tie into like the way it ends and its cover um so for me i wonder if there's like an intentional narrative you guys are trying to build or if you're i don't know it seems like you're establishing like a larger cinematic universe which i find super fascinating as somebody who really appreciates visual media
2: Yeah, that's that's the idea. And it comes from, yeah, there's like the the idea of like the cinematic universe, right? Is like, that's something that like, everybody wants, they want to have that thing that you can always have and pull different things out of just like universes in general, like world building, like you want to have something to kind of keep you inspired when there's, there's not much there, like it, stuff like that is like easy keep things fresh and and you can always pull things out of it and to have kind of a story in your brain to to go and fall back to when you're looking at your own life and you don't really know how to like express certain things to be able to like kind of fall back on the story and just try to move that forward and look at it from that perspective it for at least for me it's it's helpful we're not like all about doing like concept albums and, and stuff like that but like i think that having a overarching concept that is going to essentially encapsulate everything that's what we're working towards and that is what at least i'm working towards and the visual representation of everything and how the lyrics um you know with like lyrics and it's it's an ongoing process and it's just gonna keep going like that i i I like to say that i'm a if anybody's like a gamer in here or like listening i'm a fan of dark souls Uh, and like that entire, yeah, like that entire series where there's all of anything that you learn about the story of like, or the backstory or what's really going on in the, in the world you get from like item descriptions you get from like the, the vague conversations you have with like the six to 10 people that you interact with in the game. You get it from like, this is your thing. You're all, you have to go relate the bonfire And that's your mission for the whole game. It's hours long and you are just left with like, you learn about, you learn as much of it as you're willing to. And so having that, like you can learn as little about it as you want, or you can try to like put all the pieces together and, and extrapolate and and find out what's really going on. And I think that that level where it's not intimidating, but it's exciting is, is where you need, To be at least for for us like i feel like that's where that's kind of like the sweet spot
1: i could certainly appreciate that one thing i personally uh really enjoy about the soulsborne games has been the subtle storytelling so i really like the uh comparison you drew there
2: yeah oh they're fantastic and people make entire careers out of like making youtube videos of all of the different facets of of the world and like learning and 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 putting it all together and it's like that that whole thing to me is so cool but yeah it's like goals so to speak to have something like that you know
1: nice it's cool i don't know see the different areas that you can pull inspiration from even outside of other music uh to put into your own artistry like i uh, totally admire that
2: yeah like art is art you know and it, whether it's a movie or like um like a game or a book or like a piece of music that is like completely out of your own genre or like realm of like your your scene right like um it all can like help put stuff together and i'm somebody who really loves like art visual and you know music so i i draw inspiration from like tons of different things
1: this this kind of ties into a question actually that uh Rachel wanted me to ask you guys um <laughs> nice. where she she was curious if there are any bands or artists that you listen to and draw inspiration from that people might be surprised by but i suppose i would turn that into a broader question like are there any inspiration sources that people might be surprised by
2: i'm a big fan of thrice i'm a big fan of balance composure circus Survives, stuff like that um obviously metal is like uh like a first love kind of deal where like you know i'll always have it intrinsically in my, I guess my catalog right and like it'll always be something that I love and can come back to and find new ways to love it but I also love metal because it is such an evolving genre you know there is like you know like the, the fusions are endless um, I think that the, the general just broad respect that, that people have for heavy music even if they don't like it or it intimidates them or it scares them I think that there's something really special about that that i don't think it will go anywhere no matter how music shifts but because it is so malleable and there's so many different ways that you can express it that you can have like aggressive music or you can have music that is technical and falls into that category but it's not necessarily aggressive it can be like emotional it can be like happy or euphoric or it can be depressing or it can be like it doesn't have to be just one thing and i think that just given my kind of propensity for um I, I like just like emotional music um you know big fan of like acres big fan of like holding absence big fan of like you know like Defeater and um bryce and just all this stuff like i'm more kind of like an alternative uh rock post-rock post-metal like kind of person and so any of that is like inspirational to me like I was a big call to luna fan for a long time i'm just trying to like throw out bands that like i like that people maybe wouldn't like think that i would as much as i do uh this band uh holy fawn super awesome band newer newer (laughs) band uh, found them because they were on tour with rice funny enough uh and just fell in love with them because they're fantastic uh shout out holy fawn uh if you ever for some reason see this but uh yeah you know
1: well you know i think uh all the best artists and musicians out there draw inspiration from various sources you know so that's totally awesome to see in here curious how how do you hope this new upcoming record how how are you hoping it'll be received by both longtime fans and newcomers to your music
2: i don't know like oh i hope they don't hate it but they probably won't because there's not well we didn't we i don't think we did anything too crazy you know what i mean like i don't think there's anything where it's like oh this band i'm I'm done with this band you know (laughs) like uh you know if that if that's what it is, then I guess deal, but I don't know. I, I think as far as how I want people to perceive it, it's not really for me to say. Um, it's just whatever people kind of take from it and whatever they pull out of it uh, is just what's gonna happen because that's just what uh, is so cool about like music. that's what's so cool about what we do is that whatever I wrote the song about could mean absolutely nothing the person that her- hears it for the first time and they have their own complete different interpretation of it and like their own meaning that they pull from it or this uh, the their own thing that they can relate to from it or they find out what I wrote it about and they're like oh my god like I feel the same way you know and um, I guess if there's anything I want people to take out of it I just want them to enjoy it and I want them to like you know be able to pull different things out of it every time they hear it and I guess you know you could you could say it, it's short maybe that it's 10 songs but i would rather have 10 songs that people really like and can come back to over and over again than have like a record that's like 15 songs and then they get like seven songs in and they just give bored you know and like fall asleep or whatever <laughs> or like don't even give the other like end of the record a chance i'd rather just be like you get through you hear everything you make your judgment from there keep liking it and you keep listening to it great and if you don't then whatever
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, uh, personally, I-, I can appreciate the concise nature of the album. You know, I think with The Death We Seek, it seems like you guys have really refined your sound and just kind of, like, distilled it into a, you know, something really, really solid. And I, I appreciate the album uh, for its runtime and everything.
2: Yeah, thank you. I it, it's I just thought of this kind of now that we're talking about it, but it almost feels like continuation of I Let the Devil in at, at times. Almost I mean, I it has its ties to like place I feel safest and it has its ties to the way to the way it ends. But it almost feels like it's like it's like double it's pretty much double the scale of I Let the Devil in. It has a similar kind of experimental nature where we just kind of try to hit a a, a ton of different things and, and do them right or as right as we can I guess. And um, that it just kind of has this like, you know, it's you get through it and it's done, and that's what it is. So I feel like it compares a lot more to like I Let the Devil in than it does the other records, even though like thematically and and stylistically it is the progression of those things. I, I feel like it's almost like a spiritual successor to that EP.
1: Right. Would you say that that was intentional in crafting the album? Did that just kind of form naturally after the fact?
2: Ah, oh, it's I like I said, I just thought about it now. Yeah. And I feel like that's yeah, just kind of like what happened where like um yeah, I I thought about I let the devil in a lot when we were uh, putting everything together, and just I was like, that was just kind of like such an interesting time for the band where we just put together like this, you know, the five best songs we could, and we wanted to just keep the keep the train rolling, and we wanted to have more things for people to like be excited about, and that was the manifestation of that. That's kind of how we felt about this record. It was like we're just you know moving on, we're doing the things, keeping it uh, keeping it rolling, and and just trying to grow and do different things and, and just check different boxes and just see where it lands with people. Totally. But just on a bigger scale.
1: You know, when I saw you guys live at the Webster, um, one of the things I really loved the most was the transition you opened with Into Despair and then very, very smoothly transitioned into the death we seek. And it was like so seamless that, you know, I drew it helped me draw the comparisons between the E P and the album as well. And so it's interesting you mentioned that because in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking those things as well.
2: Yeah, it's funny hearing things stack up like next to each other in a live setting because it's like, um, you know, there is so much time in between all these things. Like the time between The Place I Feel Safest and now, it's like it's almost 10 years. Like it's crazy. Right. So like, um, you know, like there will be times on the tour where we play something from The Place I Feel Safest and then move into a brand new song you know and so that is going to be interesting to just hear how those things feel together and how like i'm going to feel playing them in real time to people in in that sequence and like how they're going to kind of stack up um against each other you know when you just hear it all all together all at once you know
1: yeah with with so many songs like from three records that i don't know i would consider to be fan favorites and crowd pleasers how do you go about you know crafting the final set list for your upcoming tour
2: it's a pain and everyone has like a different opinion of how it should go which is natural because you're like four or five dudes that like um you know all have different brains and stuff so that's natural but i I feel like we all kind of like for the most part agreed with um what should be in there and like the order and and like how all the set kind of flows and feels like i feel like that that actually wasn't as bad as like you would think it would be there is kind of that internal or external pressure i would say maybe of like you've got brand new record so obviously you're going to play like you know some of the singles from that and then you want to play songs from it that are not singles yet but you know are awesome so like you want to throw those in there um so you have that block and then you have all the singles from all the records um and then you have that block and then from there it's like all right, well, now what? Do we just do things that we like? Do we find other songs that weren't necessarily singles that like, um, did really well? Like, we'll look at like stream numbers. We'll look at like this and that. We'll look at like what people talk about all the time and uh, just try to go from there. And uh, you can't make everybody happy at the end of the day, but um, it, I think that it's better to, you know, want more a little bit than to like, again, with this record, like, it's better to want more and come back and have another experience than it is to have the be all end all one big extravaganza and then you know you they never see you again because it's all it's it's all been done you know
0: right I do, I do I do have a quick ad hoc question I mean you kind of you, you the one discussing kind of the reception to it what's mm-hmm. it like on the more kind of because but there are people out there kind of I think I've seen it a few times on twitter saying, album of the say album of the year is out this friday like you know saying how am i going to choose between current and Anime
2: for my album of the year and whatnot oh yeah i know i i wouldn't wish that decision on anybody but like, I, I love I, guess, anime yeah. by the way shout out um, to the boys
0: but yeah i guess kind of on that on that side of things in terms of like there are people out there who are really excited for this kind of how is that like, how would you say is that you is that kind of be like oh shit like are we actually going to meet the expectations or do you find that cool? Plus, as you said, kind of, there's a good few singles out. So, you know, people are clearly liking the singles that they're saying, things like that. But yeah, I guess, how do you yeah. see it on that kind of spectrum as
2: well? It is hard. That's a great question uh, as well. It's It's hard because we have no control of what else comes out that year. Like we could spend years putting together what we think is the perfect album, right? And then Invent comes in and just completely... I mean, no, I'm just not comparing the two. That was, lottery, that was just you know, an example their, that I, I had that, seen. Like, you
0: know.
2: That record is fantastic, by the way. I love that record. I was really... I You know, they're, they're friends hmm. and we have like similar channels of things. So I like got to hear a little bit of it for I think it was... I don't think it was mixed yet, but I was still just like, oh my God, this is just disgusting. Like, it's so good. And... Um, I just love all those guys and it's really cool that like they are getting that like they were before they stopped being well they didn't stop being a band but like when they lost ben their previous vocalist they kind of like laid low for a while and like were trying to like work out the next move of how they were going to come back and to see them have marcus and really take a chance on him because everybody at the time was just like what is like this guys from sweden how are you gonna make that work like what are you guys doing and like um but the, the way that i have seen them make it work and um like how they just all are as people and like how much i've grown to get to know marcus and like love him um like it's it's fantastic to see that like they've really come into like this new evolution of the band that's so fully realized with like um you know like. They, they worked so hard for so long and no one really seemed to notice them and like kind of slept on them because, you know, they were just like, they had to almost start over again. And for that record to come out and for it to get the reception that they have and to get the opportunities that they're getting and, uh, to basically be where they should have been all along is fantastic. So yeah, total tangent. Shout out to those guys. Um, and to answer your question, Fully about you know the external stuff, yeah. Like I guess you do worry about meeting people's expectations because you feel like if you don't, that the train ends, and it's like, oh, this band. Yeah, I knew this band couldn't do more. You know, like that, that super te- toxic, like negative stuff that you you put in your own brain. But like that, the, the the internet is an evil thing because like whatever insecurity you have, they they always have this this uh. There's that you know that that phrase you're your own worst critic, right? yeah i think that's can i swear on here yeah i think that's bullshit i think that (laughs) you like you can be critical of yourself right to like a whatever degree but some of that stuff does not compare to the most like insecurity validating shit that people will say about you on like the internet whether it's like twitter or like reddit or whatever like there are times where you read a comment and you're like damn, that guy cares enough to say that messed up of a thing about what we're doing? That sucks. But like, you know, um, that's why we don't really look at it and like why we don't really care too much. And for the most part, like you have to look for that stuff because the, the responses are like overwhelmingly positive and that is kind of like where we like to gravitate the attention. So like, I want the people who like us, who continue to like us and appreciate what we're doing to continue to do that. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we know that we're being the most authentic versions of ourselves through our music that we can be. And so like, if, if you are doing that and you know, in your heart and your mind and your soul, that you are doing that, uh, the other noise doesn't really matter. Um, because at the end of the day, we're people. And I think that the people that are actually worth having around know that, and they understand that. And so like, for, for someone to be like disappointed in us for not writing the record that they wanted us to this time. Um, it's like, it is what it is, man. And like, hopefully, the next one that you will. But yeah, as far as like stacking up with like album of the year, this or that, like, we can't really have any control of that because, like, um, you know, it's like movies, like, your really good movie where you killed it and you played the role of your life can come out the same year that someone else did the same thing. And people just liked it a lot and voted it as, like, the the moment of the moments that year. So, like, it is what it is, and, like, the accolades and stuff, you can't really, like, get too bogged down about, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, That's basically my long answer is, and then the short answer is, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it has been, I think, I don't know, obviously people who, I don't know, I've seen one or two reviews other than ours, and I think it has been generally, like, quite high school so yeah i don't think there'll be an issue it would be badly received and yeah i was open my eyes for the dark souls reference stuff is pretty cool i remember when we <laughs> spoke to um mike sugars from vatican uh, also in psycho frame now as well shout out to the boys <laughs> like there is a part he told us there's a part in of their i think it's uh mirror of the moon where they sample like i think from bloodborne like the sword noises and i was like that's a really subtle reference. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a lot of people, I mean, even with Elden Ring now as well, those references are going to probably start creeping into a lot more music.
2: Yeah, it's a bunch of gamers out there. The, yeah, those <laughs> Vatican guys, they are also, um, their drummer has this company called Espionage, where he makes, like, video games. Yes, I've seen officially those, yeah. licensed merch, and I have a ton of those shirts because oh, no. they're awesome, and I'm, like, a Metal Gear Solid fan, so, like, I have a bunch of Metal Gear Solid shirts that he's made, yes. and, uh, yeah those guys in particular they they really draw into like the video game aspect of things but in such a cool way they pull in on that like visceral like badass aspect of things Mm -hmm. that uh yeah is like unmatched and they i just like it's so cool and accessible because you feel like if you have like experienced those things that you get it too like you like these like this style of game and you like metal like you, you just get it and it doesn't—it's ha- not like video gamey at all, but like you just feel like you know them in a sense because you can relate.
1: Yeah,
0: because obviously Psycho Frame, which is out on Friday as well, that's got like a bunch of anime references in it. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool when that stuff with creepers won't work. But yeah, it's kind of—I think you see a, a wee bit more now because I guess kind of the generation that grew up with video games and whatnot are now are now making music. So
2: yeah especially like with video games as like a like a narrative vehicle you mm-hmm. know like as like essentially like pieces of literature on their own where the stories are just so like in depth and expansive and um that that is like kind of a thing that is is new to like yeah i feel like our generation of like people who grew up with video games where um this is where this is the era where they are really seen as like a medium mm-hmm. of of sorts like a real serious medium like with the last of us being like you know such a highly acclaimed show because it came from one of the best video games ever made, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. You like that. I think, I think that back in record last year is probably mine and Kathleen's one of our favorite records from last year. So absolutely.
1: Our record
2: kicks ass. It's so good. <laughs>
1: um, one of the writers on our team, Matt, I know Matt is a massive fan of you guys. He's also a massive fan of a uh, shadow of intent. So Shout clear- out Matt. Yeah, so he's he's a big Chris Wiseman fanboy. Um, and he brought it to our attention um, that it seems like Chris is doing the chorus on Gone Astray. Is that accurate?
2: Oh yeah, that is oh, our yeah. boy. That is our Chris Wiseman. That is yeah, Chiz Wiseman himself. He's gonna be yeah, so mad did, I said uh... that. Um...
1: <laughs> curious <laughs> how that how that came about. Um, and you know, whether has he previously done vocals in the group before? Like how how did that come about?
2: so he yeah like he has he started doing his foray into singing with shadow of intent right but um before that he was on like some of his old like i've known that chris had it so to speak for like a a while because like in his old bands he would like have like a little like vocal here and there and i'm like that's my boy like (laughs) i know it and uh you know like so i knew he could like things and he has like his like own particular style right this is so cool and um there's been times where uh he has had a chorus like the how i fall apart that chorus was like his idea like he sent the demo to me with the chorus and was like okay you're gonna sing this and i was like great that was like one of the only times where it was like Like, cause I write, I write like all the melodies and I write all the lyrics and all the vocal patterns and stuff, but that was a particular time where he had that chorus in mind and was like, um, yeah, this should be the chorus. If you like it, cool. If you don't, then we can figure something out. And I was like, no, this is like awesome. I think we changed like two or three words or something, or like kind of like toward the end. Um, but yeah, how I fall apart was like the first time he had really, I think, I think had like come forward with a full chorus idea. Um, usually he kind of just lets me do my thing just leaves it open canvas and and i figure it out and then if it falls in line with what he thought made for the song then like great but anyhow for that song he again sent me that song with the chorus already on the demo like chorus idea too like let me know what you like or whatever and i was like that's perfect and he's like yeah do you want to like do you want to sing that i was like no you should sing (laughs) that because that's like that's you like that's your voice like it, it sounds so good as you that like um you know i there's no way i'm not gonna do it justice so i i think i i'm, I'm like a harmony under it like i do the harmony like i sing that, but the main is him so that is mr chris wiseman
1: that's just another way you guys are pushing the boundaries of the things you've previously done can certainly appreciate that
2: yeah, it's like yeah, it's stuff that's always been there, right? Like whether it was behind the scenes or not. So it's nice to like have that aspect of things push forward a little bit and whether he's going to want to keep doing things like that. Um is I guess up in the air just considering the fact that sometimes he can't tour with us. If he's doing stuff with Shadow. Um so, you know, sometimes we'll just run a four piece and and like It'd be a little funny to like play a song that Chris is singing when he's not around. And if there's a lot of those, then it probably would be hard to navigate. But like, yeah, future's uncertain. Like, I would love to hear his voice on more current stuff because it's awesome.
1: Hell yeah. I was going to ask, like, what the reception has been to you guys, including what seems to be like a significantly more amount of like singing and melodic moments um, in your music. Like, I I was happy to hear you mention How I Fall Apart because that's personally one of my favorite songs by you guys. And, What I really admire um, are your, like, big anthemic choruses, and, you know, like, they always just feel so massive and really tap into, like, this emotional well that, you know, I really appreciate that aspect about them.
2: Thank you, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I've always loved a big chorus. I'm a big fan of a big chorus, you know, and so I feel like growing over time, I've, I've gotten a little bit more in touch with, like, what makes those choruses the way they are and, like, how to do them. And like, a lot of times it's just like, yeah, first impression is is what you go with. Yeah. I feel like the reception of how those have gone, I, in our case, I think that they've brought a lot more people in. And uh, that was kind of like, you know, the band's initial goal with when, when I came in the band, I had only really screamed on stuff, I never really sang on much. Um, and that was kind of a stipulation to be joining the band. Like, hey, you're going to come in, but you get to sing. And I was like, okay. So, you know, that's been a process and like learning and, and trying to like, you know, become that guy, you know what I mean? Um, just, I never thought of like how to write a chorus, how to write a hook, how to, how to, how to do this. And, and it's all kind of just been like touch and go, learn, as, learn as you go kind of right. thing. Trusting like Chris's input and him being like, that's not in key. <laughs> and then <laughs> learning from there, I was like, oh, I guess it's not, you're right. Um, but, uh, like just, just stuff like that. but. I feel like it's brought a lot more people in and it's been kind of like uh, a catalyst for like um, a lot of the, the, the larger numbers that we've been seeing is like getting these choruses to be the way that they are and and, and putting all that work in and, and making sure that they are what they are. And obviously you're going to have the people that are like, yeah, they, they suck after like this record or they suck after like victimized or I like the old vocal is better or like, um, I, I only if they just write songs like into despair and like poverty of self all the time, that's great. but the singing is just not for me. Like that's natural. and that's just taste calls. You know, everybody has different tastes. And uh, you know that's it's just what it is. And I don't really worry about it too much because I know that the overall reception is that most people are about singing. and so, you know, that's just how just how it is.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, having more melodic uh, moments in your music certainly makes things more accessible for a wider audience of people. But I think you guys balance it really well.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing is balance. Like, I think that's how you stop people from being like, screw this band. Like, that's like keeping things balanced. And I like, I think that that is something that Chris also has in mind too. It's just like a key word where like, everything has to flow together. If it's going to be there, it has to like, um, all kind of, like if we're gonna go this far in one direction, we have to go um similarly far in the other direction. You know what I mean? And I feel like that can get scary at times because it's like, okay, we do this like guttural death chord breakdown, and now we have to write a pop song. That's not what it is. It's more just like, you know, because we we have our own style and sound. So like i I trust us and I trust our consistency and I trust our. Ability to to keep things in a consistent pace and in the realm of what the band is. So I think as long as that chemistry remains, and as long as we are the people that are doing it, it's just we can't really go wrong. totally I mean, you can, but like <laughs> <laughs> you can, but we'll, we'll see. Oh
1: well, you know, like you said, you you can't please everyone, but can't you know, please I, everyone as long as yeah. we're happy
2: with it and can like look at it and be like yeah, this is tight, then whatever, who cares? And
1: that's all that should matter, right?
2: Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what you always have to just tell yourself, is music should just be a thing that you like. And if um,
1: you don't like your own music, then like that is what, what the hell's the point.